0: A few thoughts before Nancy reads our lesson from the Book of Jonah. As many of you know, I am continually fascinated by the ways in which history can shed insight into our lives and into our world. Take for example last Monday, that marked the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the concentration camp at Auschwitz. For me, Auschwitz simultaneously stands as the embodiment of human evil, as well as a powerful witness that a community of faith cannot be eliminated by hatred. Yesterday was the 60th anniversary of of the beginning of the historic sit-ins at Woolworth's lunch counter in Greensboro, North Carolina to protest racial segregation in the South. And then tomorrow is the 77th anniversary anniversary of Four Chaplains' Day, which honors the sacrifice of four chaplains aboard the troop ship USS Dorchester. And that was human nature at its finest, as these chaplains gave courage to the frightened and cold sailors aboard the torpedoed and sinking ship and then ultimately giving up their life jackets to four young men. Now add to those three historic events, the events of this past week in our nation's capital. How will history look back upon the drama which has been unfolding in our Congress? You see, each and every day that we awake, God gives us a first chance Each and every day, God gives us the precious gift of life. What we do with that gift each day is totally up to us. You see, each and every day, God takes a chance on all humankind. Each and every day, God takes a chance on you and me. And a study of history demonstrates that humans can sometimes fail miserably But while at other times we can rise to the occasion with greatness and with courage. The choice is always ours. And so today's familiar passage from the Book of Jonah bears witness to this fact that God is always taking that first chance on us. And then, when we fail, God is always ready to give us a second chance, a third, a fourth, Sometimes we need more than one chance to get it right. Take Jonah, for example. Rather than heeding God's call to be God's messenger to the city of Nineveh, Jonah skedaddles and boards a ship to Tarshish. Jonah evaded the call, but God gave Jonah a second chance. And after a storm and an encounter with a very big fish, Jonah finally got it right. Jonah figured out that he was God's man on location and he needed to ride out the storm, trust in God, and become God's messenger here on earth. And so from this little excursion into history, may we also know that God is always loving us, always there for us, and always giving us that second chance.
1: The reading is from Jonah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me then i said i am driven away from your sight how shall i look again upon your holy temple the waters closed in over me and the deep surrounded me weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains i went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever yet you brought up my life from the pit o lord my god As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord." Then the Lord spoke to the fish and it spewed Jonah out upon the dry land. May God bless our understanding of this reading. Thanks, thanks be God.
0: Now I actually don't consider myself to be too humorless, but I would venture to say that it is a rare occasion that I laugh out loud at a television commercial not that it will inspire me to move my insurance business from Amica to Geico, but Geico's recent marketing campaign has nevertheless caught my attention, perhaps perhaps yours, with its sequel to the television ad that they aired nine years ago with that suited businessman asking, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck, chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How'd I do? I right there? As those two giggling woodchucks are chucking fireplace-sized logs into the river. And you've perhaps seen this sequel, which I assume shows that same two woodchucks in that loft of the lumberyard barn, chucking wood, almost hitting the lumberyard owner Lonnie. So what is our fascination with woodchucks? or groundhogs, which are the same, in case you're wondering, what is our fascination with them all about? Parenthetically, I don't have enough time to tell you the heart-stopping story of my face-to-face encounter with a woodchuck about 25 years ago that was devouring my much-loved vegetable garden in Higginham, that'll be for another day. Well, this fascination allows a woodchuck, otherwise known as Puxatony Phil, to be this morning's weather prognosticator for what the next six weeks will be like in terms of our weather. Moreover, this fascination with the woodchuck runs so deep that we have the movie, Groundhog Day, the 1993 fantasy comedy film starring, of course, Bill Murray as Phil Connors, Phil Connors is that TV weatherman covering the annual Groundhog Day event in Paxatawney, Pennsylvania, who, as many of you know, is caught in a time loop, repeatedly repeatedly reliving the day over and over and over again. It was only a modest success when it was first released in 1993, but it has since garnered a lot of positive, uh, critical acclaim often included in lists of the best comedy films. And as we now know that the term Groundhog Day is commonly used in the English language to refer to a recurring situation. And then in 2006, it was actually listed in the National Film Registry as being quote, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So how many of you have seen the film? Uh, well, most everyone, but just a real quick recap to remind us, the nasty, self-centered weatherman Phil Connors reassures his Pittsburgh viewers that the blizzard would not come to western Pennsylvania. Phil then travels to Poxotani, making no secret of his contempt for this small town and the hicks who live there. The next day, Phil awakens and tapes a half-hearted report on Toxatawney Phil and the various festivities happening in the town that day, but then the blizzard does blanket the area, leaving him stranded there. Well, Phil shuns all the celebration and goes to bed early, only to awake to the same DJ banter and then discovering that the same day's events are repeating over again. Well, Phil relives that day returns to bed, assuming it was only a bad dream, but it is still Groundhog Day. He soon realizes that he has no, there are no consequences for his actions, so he spurt, spends the first several loops indulging in binge eating and drinking, one-night stands, robbery, reckless driving, Then after spending several loops trying to court his television producer, Rita, played by Addie McDowell, Phil becomes rather depressed and desperate for a solution to this endless loop. So he kidnaps Poxitani Phil driving off the cliff. Many, many, many more loops recur before finally Phil decides to use his knowledge of the day's events to better himself and to better the lives of others. He learns to play the piano, sculpt ice, speak French, and then tries to save a homeless man. God has not only given Phil a first and second chance, but countless more to get life right. At long last, Phil has taken all the chances that God has given him And finally, he makes his life worthwhile. Now, I find it interesting that Bill Murray's character, Phil, has his breakthrough when, in my view, he experiences God through the people of that little town in Pennsylvania. The once cynical Phil said, when Chekhov saw the long winter, he saw a winter dark and bleak and bereft of hope. Yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life. But standing here among the people of Poxitani and basking in the warmth of their hearths and hearts, I couldn't imagine a better fate than a long and lustrous winter with them. It has been said that God gives you a first chance, namely the gift of life itself, and then a second chance to make the winter of life a little warmer for someone, and we better not waste it. While the fictional character Phil needed many chances to get life right, the real life Alex Cruz knew immediately how she wanted to use a second chance she had been given, and she wasn't about to waste it. When 21-year-old Alex, pictured on both the front and back cover of the bulletin, had to have emergency surgery for life-threatening cancer a year ago, she found herself at age 21 thinking about the legacy that she would leave behind. There was a chance I wouldn't make it out alive, she recalls. At one point, I remember reflecting on my life and asking myself, is this really all you did? Is this the mark you're leaving behind? You see, Alex's fear was not death, but the possibility of no longer helping families seeking asylum. She was and is a shelter specialist Specialist with the International Rescue Committee in Phoenix, Arizona. Alex works with newly arrived families on the southern border, helping them to get in touch with family sponsors, helping them to prepare for their immigration court dates. When asked if she feel, feels ill at times, she said, no, no, it's fine, the pain comes and it goes. If I can't keep serving these people, then I don't know what I can offer to anyone. This is what God is calling me to do, even through my pain. My pain is nothing compared to the challenges that they have faced." Alex must live with the uncertainty of her health and the worry that her cancer may return. But between her colleagues and her family, she has a solid support system. I'm not meant to last forever, she says, but hopefully our impact on these people does. I feel God's call, and when I answer that call, I feel God's presence in my life, even as I confront the challenges of my own life. Actor Bill Murray is, of course, mainly known for his comedic roles in films, but he does have a serious side. He echoes Alex's thoughts in a Prayed Magazine article titled, Life is easier easier if you can share the burdens. He said, life can be very painful. Everyone has the same burdens. And however much you can share those burdens, makes life easier for everybody. It's lonely, otherwise. Every moment that you can share someone else's pain and feel what they feel makes you more human. In the words of Jonah, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice as my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord. And so friends, it is Groundhog Day. We have a recurring situation on our hands. Each and every day that we awake, God gives us a first chance. God gives us life. And then after that, each and every day, God gives us our second, third, and fourth chance to feel God's loving embrace and to experience God's steadfast love in our lives. But like Phil Connors, like Alex, we can choose not to waste the chances that God has given us. And so we too will discover that the legacy of our lives is found in the warmth of love that we share with one another today, tomorrow, the next day, next day after that, and forever. Amen. Amen.